You're listening to Mischief Media. Hey, Nonplus listeners. If you're a craft beer fan, have we got the app for you. Tavor, it's the app for fans of craft brews and trying new and exciting labels. It's so cool. Snag the app from your iOS or Android app store, browse the current list of hard-to-find 100% independent beers, and add them to your personalized crate, or enroll in the subscription, and Tavor will handpick the highest-rated beers that suit your taste. There's no minimums or commitments, and if you're selecting the beers for yourself, you pay as you choose, and then request delivery whenever you're ready. Again, there's no monthly limit or minimum that you need to hit, and a flat rate shipping doesn't change with the size of your crate. As many beers as you want, same price to ship. Tavor posts a 100% independent community, over 650 featured breweries from 47 states, and over 7,000 beers tasted. That's nuts. Yeah, you can download Tavor today and try it for yourself. Just use the code NONPLUS at checkout for $10 off your first order of $25 or more. Again, download Tavor, that's T-A-V-O-U-R, in your app store and use the code NONPLUS for $10 off your first order of $25 or more. I'll drink to that. And one for Mahler. Sometimes I laugh at myself before I even say the thing that I said because I didn't say it. And then by the time I say it, it's not funny. Um, This, I don't even remember what I was going to say. Oh my God. Another episode of Non Plus, a gay romp through the Disney Plus vault. That over there is my husband Clancy, and over there is my husband Josh. And this is Non Plus, a mischief media podcast. In my head, I wanted to do it a la Smash Mouth, but I'm yeah. not that quick with musical jokes. Yeah, so that's sad for me, I guess. <laughs> As always, you can get your merch for con season at mischiefmerch.com. Con of Thrones is coming up, so go ahead and check through all of the affiliated merch on there. If you see any Marvel stuff you like, or if you want to get some of our merch, use code NONPLUS10 at checkout, and you'll get 10% off. That's delightful. Now, right after, we're going to talk about some, we don't usually do news, but a lot of content updates came out. Right after we dropped our last episode. Oh, yeah. But literally, like, I sent the sound file for this off last time, and the Secret Invasion trailer immediately dropped. Yeah. Looks good. I'm super excited for it. It looks so much. It's kind of getting back to what Winter, like, Falcon Winter Soldier yeah, yeah, felt yeah, like. The espionage vibes. I I'm love here that. for that. Yes, yes, Absolutely. yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. We got a new trailer for Ahsoka, oh. which is going to pick up kind of some of the threads from Mandalorian yep. and from the Book of Boba Fett. And, of course, follow Ahsoka as she tries to track down Thrawn, who will appear in the show. It's another animated is series. There a, is there a casting for Thrawn yet? Yeah, it was the guy who does his voice. I forget his name, but it's oh, the same guy. That's rad. That's uh, so cool. And the trailer for that looks like we'll, we'll put links to all of these in the show notes if you haven't seen them yeah. yet. Peter Payne and Wendy, did you see the trailer for this? I didn't, so I'll have to go to the links in the Super show Super cute uh, adaptation update of Peter Pan. It, I mean... We've covered the original animated Peter Pan on this show. It is not great. It's not. This looks like it's actually trying to fix some shit. And I'm interested. I'm intrigued. Sure. Is it live action or animated? Live action. Okay. Yes. Well, And and the casting is appropriate all around. Okay. Even for Tiger Lily is the point I'm getting to. Like with, I'm, Thought was put into I mean, they'd have this to. adaptation. They'd absolutely. In 2023, to. you would hope so. But yeah. hey. Mm. And then finally, a new series, I think, coming to Disney Plus that follows Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem called The Muppets Mayhem. Oh, that's fun. I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah. And then outside of Disney Plus, we've got the first teaser trailer for The Marvels. Which now, is wild how early we're getting this trailer. I You said this the other day, and I disagree. I think that they were ready to do a marketing campaign on this timeline when the movie was in the summer. Yeah. And then Bob Iger came back in and pushed some things out. It's a long ways away. I guess. And to keep the hype up, and that just means that they're going to have to put out newer trailers, which is going to give more away. I, I just don't. 
I don't I agree. think they'll do two more trailer drops because that's kind of the Marvel model, right? They do a teaser yeah. and they do a trailer one and then a trailer two that's usually the final. Not for nothing. We only got a Guardians trailer like January. Sure, but it's not one to one because James Gunn's ship has been running for a while. That's true. Guardians has been ready for a while. But knowing what little I know from how this kind of marketing development works. Yeah. The so everybody hit their deadlines to get the trailer based on the original film date. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what it was. And they went, you know what? Go ahead and let it go. Because they also, a lot, some of this came out during stakeholder meetings, and yeah. so they need to... The, fair enough. They, they've got numbers to hit, that yep. sort of thing. Now, getting to the trailer itself, it picks up right where Miss Marvel ends, and I am so excited. I am too, and I, I, I've already seen grumblings both with uh, about the, that, Miss Marvel, and Secret Invasion, yeah. because of the Marvels sits after Secret Invasion and, obviously, Ms. Marvel... So you to know if if there's any connection to those things that are foundational to the plot, yeah, they're either going to have to be covered well in the new story, or you're going to have to have seen the shows. The reason why Disney is doing these Disney Legends shorts that they're putting on Disney Plus for that purpose is like, hey, I know you didn't watch the TV show, but here's where Loki is, or here's where Miss Marvel is. Oh, of course, but I just love that it's no longer entirely optional. No, it's not. And I know that makes some people mad, but I'm a fucking nerd. And this is how I love to consume media. Well, and again, we're, we're not at, we're not at the beginning of the MCU. We've got there's a lot of characters. There's a lot of development that's happened yeah. that if you continue to rehash the same thing in every movie, it's going to become stale and boring. Yeah. And I'm glad that they're not doing we that. We prattled on for ages we about did. Marvel and Disney Plus content. And there's a reason. And there's a reason. <laughs> it's because uh, of the film we watched this week and how little substance there is to it. But first, as always, our research comes from Wikipedia. I am to be Rotten Tomatoes Box Office Mojo. Yep. Clancy, what did we watch this week? Oh, we watched Vin Diesel in The Pacifier. Yes. Released March 4th, 2005 uh, at a, a lugubrious 95 minutes. That's a word. Yes, it is. Directed by Adam Shankman. Who's done a bunch of shit. Who's done a bunch of shit. All the Step Up movies. Yeah. And So You Think You Can Dance. He's a judge on there and a producer, I think. Yes, he directed and I think choreographed Hairspray. Mm -hmm. Talent. And it's written by Thomas Lennon and Robert Ben Garant. Those are the two guys from Reno 911. That's Officer Dangle and the uh, Sergeant. Oh, yeah. Thomas Lennon. Absolutely. Yes. They wrote this movie. Oh, right. On paper, this combination should be a winning one, especially because the director's a homosexual. I think it's important throughout this film to remember that the director's a homosexual because there are some things that I think are being exercised. Absolutely. In the demonic sense Mm -hmm. through the production of this film. I can tell you it feels zeitgeisty. It feels very early 2005. I hadn't seen it before we watched it today. I can tell that this is from 2005. Yeah, yeah. Like Vin Diesel is a baby face. At age 37? Yeah. He's, he, I, it, I. Exactly. Does, I mean, yeah. Exactly. And one half of the Gilmore Girls, we've got <laughs> Lauren Graham as Principal Claire Fletcher. Brittany Snow as Zoe Plummer. Max Theriot as, or Therio? If Th- it's, Therio. If, if it's French, it's Therio. Yeah. As Seth Plummer, uh, he's the second oldest child. Um, He's on the Bates Motel show. Oh, that's fun. I was like, where do I know this kid from? That's where. Uh, we've got Megan York as Lulu Plummer. Keegan and Logan Hoover as Peter Plummer. Oh, so they got uh, twins, I'm assuming, to do? Um, yeah, because for, for ba- the baby, we've got Bo and Luke Vink. Now, yeah. they do this because child actors have very strict limits on how much they can work in a day, like the individuals. Mm. when they, they, do hire, they hire twins? Yes. Yeah. So Specifically yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah, that's Or fun. if the babies are young enough on like a TV show, it'll be a, a series of babies that will come in. But if you watch yeah. The Office, especially if you binge it, you can see that they use the same like child actors throughout. <laughs> so you can basically watch the, the these twins and their early lives grow up. Oh, that's fun. Um. Anyway, we have Murphy Brown's Faith Forward as Julie Plummer. Chris Potter as Captain Bill Fawcett. Brad Garrett as Vice Principal Dwayne Murney. Carol Kane as Helga. Tate Donovan as Howard Plummer. Dennis Akiyama and Mung Loon Sui as Mr. and Mrs. Chun. And finally, uh, Kids in the Hall's Scott Thompson as the director of uh, Sound of Music. <laughs> delightful 
I'm I'm surprised that none of the the writers put themselves in this movie because I feel like it would have elevated some of these characters. This movie has an identity crisis throughout. Like it's trying to be a comedy, but so many of the people are taking themselves too seriously, and yeah. I feel like they were directed around again. Shankman was working some shit out in this film, and I, I've got some notes. Trust. Yeah. Shall we just jump in? Yeah, please. All right. U.S. Navy SEAL Lieutenant Shane Wolf is assigned to rescue Howard Plummer, a man working on a top-secret government project from a group of Serbian rebels. After Shane and his team get Plummer off an enemy boat, they board a helicopter to escape, only for the team to be attacked and Plummer to be killed. Shane spends two months in the hospital recovering from a gunshot wound to the chest. At the United States Naval Academy in Annapolis, Maryland, Shane's commanding officer Bill Fawcett explains that he has been assigned to escort Plummer's widow to Zurich, to retrieve the contents of Plummer's safety deposit box. Meanwhile, Shane has been assigned to stay at the Plummer's residence in Bethesda, Maryland, to search for the secret project called Ghost and mind the family's five children, Zoe, Seth, Lulu, Peter, and baby Tyler. That's too many kids. It is way too many That's kids. too many kids. So, like, they set up that, that Mr. Plummer, Dr. Plummer, whatever, he's, he's gone a lot. You, uh, Faith Ford, the mom, explains this to... Yeah. Uh, in, like, 20 minutes. Um, but it... You made the point, and I think it's accurate that every time he came home from an extended mission, they would fucking get pregnant. <laughs> yeah, because over, if he's gone over for, sixteen, she years. literally says he's gone for seven months at a time. I'm sorry, was he gone for most of your pregnancy? This came is back what I'm and was saying. just like, "Hey, let's pop out another kid." What is happening here? I also, it's also weird to me, and and now that like we're reading through this, it said that Vin Diesel was recovering from a gunshot wound to the chest for two months. Yeah. He is shirtless and has no, no scars. visible scars. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> like, what wow. the fuck? <laughs> anyway, okay, so the opening titles look matrixy. I don't understand why they're, see, even the opening titles don't know what movie they're in. No, because they're trying, it's like, it's trying to set it up as an action movie. And, and I remember seeing, obviously it's 2005, I was uh, in high school. I remember seeing all of the uh, trailers, setting it up like an action movie. Yeah. Setting it up like this is Vin Diesel in an action movie, and it's also a comedy with kids or yeah, whatever. action comedy is not an unheard of genre. Yeah. I think that they were really marketing it that way so that A, they would try to get teenagers, people that would not normally go to see a kid's it's, whatever movie. It is not so much action comedy as it is action apathy. Oh. Because <laughs> there is action. Yeah. And there is a half-assed attempt at comedy. Yeah. But it also, there, and we'll get to it, but some of it comes off as kind of gross. It's yeah. like, uh, anyways. I'm already mad that these wetsuits aren't more revealing. Oh, yeah. And Red 3 looks like the most age-appropriate SEAL. All of these other dudes look like they're middle-aged. Yeah. Like, even Vin Diesel being 37. Are Navy SEALs, I don't want to say that old, because I'm 39, but I, I don't know when. It's a weird choice to have that age. Like, you would think it would you would get... Two of these guys are legit balding. Yeah. So, they're in their mid to late 30s. Easy. Yeah. I don't know enough about Navy SEALs, though. That said, there are people that do bald early in their in their lives. And you know what? That's uh, I understand. That I'm that not is throwing thing, shade. I'm just saying but... it's one of the things that make them look <laughs> older in this film. Yes. No, you're I started right. my hairline started receding as puberty hit. So yes. I know. <laughs> so uh, the other thing that is baffling to me is that a there's this whole sequence of them on a boat where there's a helicopter above them. And like a bunch of jet skis escorting this boat. Super covert. Yeah. 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 Super covert. And also what a waste of gas. W what is this? Like it doesn't and make any sense. And we've got zero context outside of the fact that they're Serbians or whatever. Like there's yeah. nothing. As this whole action sequence is unfolding, everything's blowing up. The, the jet skis are just exploding. Mm -hmm. And then the helicopter just gets taken out with a harpoon. It wasn't a harpoon. It was like a pump action RPG. But when the boat got zapped, the reaction sounded like Tammy Brown. Like, oh, oh yeah. Oh. 
And the black bandana guys, it looks like they're out of a Princess Bride stunt show. It's like the Dread Pirate Roberts on these jet skis. It's it's really just dumb. Like, well, the whole the whole the whole thing is stupid. And then the rescue getting the getting the briefcase and he opens up the briefcase and the only thing that's in there is a picture of his family. It's like, what is yeah. what? Why? 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 Just to set up that one of the passwords might be his kids' names, but then that never pays off. At the end, he says it, and it's a whole different password. It's just, it's just stupid. There's it is. Really, it's kind of lazy. <laughs> yep. This movie starts like five times. Yeah, it does. Because um, now we're getting VO of the plot that he needs to, you know, go watch the white version of Bebe's kids over here. <laughs> yeah. Whoever killed her husband must think that Ghost is still in that house. Now, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. A safety deposit box has been discovered in Zurich in the plumber's name, and I've been assigned to escort Mrs. Plumber there to retrieve the contents. We're hoping it's the ghost program. In the meantime, someone needs to watch over those kids. That's where you come in. While you're there, you'll be looking for the hidden program as well. And we get this early sort of Von Trapp feel. They, if, you've see, if you're familiar with Sound of Music, those seeds are getting planted. That's kind of smart, I guess. Yeah, it was a little ham-fisted. There was no nuance to it. There was no. no, there was like, I've seen this movie before. I've seen this movie hundreds of times in the 90s. They're not breaking anything new ground here. Oh, yeah, no. A uh, man having to take care of children has been a, a funny trope up until uh, very recently. And for some reason, they got a fucking pet duck. Someone broke into the house. No one was home. I didn't tell the kids because I didn't want to scare them. Mrs. Plummer, I've dealt with... Oh, oh my God! I'm sorry. That's Gary. He was Howard's. Gary, down. He bit me. Yeah, well, he thinks he's a guard dog. Yeah, that was Gary the duck. I literally put the note here. Chekhov's duck. What is this duck gonna do? Are we gonna walk that fucking duck? You better walk that fucking duck. You better walk that duck duck walk. Duck walk. Duck walk. Walk into the duck, duck walk. What? <laughs> um, no, it was there, there, there had to be, right? Like there had to be a reason. We get it. It's yeah. fucking dumb. And I mean, spoiler alert, it's the thing that the duck does to Vin Diesel. It's biting somebody on the dick to save the day. All of this is happening. And then my the question I had was, is this Smash Mouth? Just a day job. Someone's got to do I've never heard it before, but it was like, that's, that's definitely Smash Mouth. So we try to initially establish a clock here with the mother leaving to go open this lockbox in Zurich or wherever the fuck it is. I'm sorry. It's just that I don't do this very often. You're only going to wait for a few days. Yeah. I got you. Here you go, Helga. I dig, baby. Bye. 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 You remember the emergency numbers, right? Don't worry, Mrs. Plumber. Your kids will be safe with me. Your little angels will be fine, Mrs. Plumber. Okay. This is going to take place over 20 sure. or 48 hours. And this is like the third or fourth time the movie started. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. As this movie continues, the timeline keeps getting pushed out, but they don't really reference... How no, by the end the of the film, is? it's only been like a week, maybe two. Total. Right. All of this shit happened in two weeks. I, I don't think so. Yeah, no, you, you can't turn completely kids, like there's no way you could turn a kid's life around. No. In two weeks. No, Ugh. not at all. Um, I don't even think you could install the security system in two weeks. For me, it's like the camera that he puts up is like telephoto and is only focused on this one hallway. Wouldn't you want a wide angle camera? Also, there's a keypad and a remote. Right. What's the what's the necessity of having all of this? At some points, they're free to go in and out of the house and other points. They're not all the alarm system stuff aside. Yeah. In 2005, I would have had a crush. On both Seth and uh, Zoe's boyfriend. Like, absolutely. Like, these dudes were the kind of dudes that I would hopelessly pine for. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And look what you got. And look what I got. Not that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. These old colonials, they're so sturdy and 
big. I love the landing outside of all their bedrooms. I know, right? I wish Where, I had that growing when up. When she I was about balcony. to kick him in the balls. Yeah. You've got all that space to just wham your foot oh into a God. Navy seat. And then the way he flips her, this movie is, it's wildly, uh, is it inappropriate or is it just weird? I think it's just weird. I think it is just weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Britney Snow's trying. God bless her. Yeah. This is where I had um, at 15 minutes. I love Carol Kane. Oh, yeah. Because she plays Helga, the the nanny. She's the only bright spot in this movie. This family's in for a rude awakening. Don't make a move till you're in the groove and do the Peter Panda dance. Just hop three times like a kangaroo. Sidestep twice, just like those crabs do. Three steps forward, one step back. Think quick like a turtle. Lie on your back. I love this character. I love what she's yeah. about. I understand who she is. Everybody else, nah. Those roots. I don't know if that oh was her God. actual hair or if that was a wig, but she had like four inches of white roots and then like that. <laughs> Red, Red, black hair, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And here's another film with more uh, fart and poop jokes. Yep. Like, I, j- I, why is this the theme of our season so far? Well, it's going to get a lot worse. I know. It's going to actually tie us back to our roots, but we'll get to that in a minute. You ready to move on? Um, the, the last thing that I had is I don't understand why Vin Diesel is so worried that he can't find Seth on a Sunday morning. You know he's having his morning wank. This yeah. is what teenagers do. Yeah, when he busts in and it, and it and, and like flips him off the bed, I was like, "Kid's got a boner." Yeah. And you might have hurt him. Yeah, like that's not you. You, mm, you don't do that. No, because he was in the bathroom. Remember, he wasn't in the bed when the bed got flipped. My point is, why oh. didn't he stop and think? It's early on a weekend morning. He's probably pulling the patch. Yeah, or yanking the chain. Um, uh, polishing his knob, shaking hands with the bishop. Shaking hands with the bishop. Oh, God, no. All right, moving on. The kids proved to be difficult to handle, even with the help of Nanny Helga, who quits when one of Zoe and Seth's pranks intended for Shane goes wrong. Shane eventually begins to discover the children's problems and resolve them, gaining their trust after saving them from a pair of armed ninjas. Later, the school's vice principal, Dwayne Murney, informs Shane that Seth has cut and bleached his hair, has a Nazi armband in his locker, and has skipped a month of wrestling practices. At home, Seth tells Shane he only joined the wrestling team because of his father. After Seth sneaks out of the house, Shane follows and learns that Seth has secretly joined an amateur production of The Sound of Music, playing the role of Rolf. The director quits, and Shane takes charge of the show, takes care of the house, gives Zoe driving lessons, and teaches Lulu and her Firefly Scouts martial arts to defend themselves against rival scouts. This leaves out the section like and we get we get all our stuff from Wikipedia for, yeah. for a lot of these uh, synopsises. There's a lot that this just glosses over. Mm. And it's honestly for good reason, because it's all a bunch of fucking nonsense and filler. Like mm-hmm. There's a house party, which, of course, every time that the parents go away, there's got to be a fucking house party. The line here is the kids prove difficult to handle. And that is basically the understatement of the year. Yeah, they're absolute menaces. I don't understand how this woman has managed to effectively be a single mother. Yeah. I mean, I guess Helga has helped for all these years. But also... Helga, who has been around for this time, gives up all of a sudden like that? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Clancy, because- she fell down a flight of stairs <laughs> just- for the hot <laughs> second that this became home alone. A, is that soap or peanut oil that they're carrying oh, around no. in two-gallon jugs? And why do this they have two two-gallon jugs? What? There are so many questions. Because, yes, they were trying to murder Shane. Like, those were hardwood steps. Yeah. And it was a full flight of stairs. Hey, you leave towel on the floor in the bathroom. I pick up after kids, not you. And light a match next time. Also, I don't believe a Navy SEAL would leave a towel on the bathroom floor. Yeah. But I love that Carol Kane then got carried around by Vin Diesel. But he then sticks his hand in poop during this and we get another fucking poop (sighs) joke. Now look, uh, the poop jokes in and of themselves are disgusting uh, and far too frequent. 
But would a Navy SEAL really be this prissy about baby poop and changing diapers? No, because he literally, it later in this, it goes through a sewer. Like, a, again, another scene that was not featured here was Zoe, Zoe right? She's yeah. the, the taking off her bracelet and, shut, and, and, flushing, and it. flushing it down the toilet. And he chases it and jumps down into raw Ugh. sewage. Now, again, what, what specific kink is Alan Shankman working out here? That he had Vin Diesel plunge into raw sewage. Is it scat? Is that I mean, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag gross. But like, so you know, fucking gross. Like, not to yuck anybody's yum, but that also, that's just gross. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. This is where I had the note that Lulu is probably me when she's like interrogating him on the landing and talking about how she, she is like she's interested in him or whatever. Oh, yeah. That was a highlight. Hi. Zoe says you look like the Hulk. I think you're cute. Thank you. Do you do Kung Fu? Yes. Did you ever punch someone so hard that their head came off? No. Why are your boobs so big? They're not boobs. Do you have to wear a bra? Sir, those <laughs> are boobs. They are boobs. Those are boobs. Yes. Big, round, and supple. Now, you don't need a bra, obviously, because they're holding themselves up. Yeah. But if you ever need an assist, I've got very soft hands. But I just love that she's like, when are, when are mine going to come in? It's such an awkward thing for this little child to be saying, <laughs> but it's absolutely what I... Yep. This was funny. It was. I wish the rest of the movie was. This is where I had the, the note that Peter is a fucking terror. Yeah. Because, A, when we meet him, he's standing in a fucking fish tank. Yeah. And then they're having breakfast in there? and he comes up and just pulls the tablecloth off and everything with it. And just walks away. What is this and, fucking kid's and deal? None of, and none of the kids that are eating breakfast. No, mind you, the breakfast is like some Navy SEAL nonsense, which again, you can right. just order food. Right. Like, anyways. Also, surely you knew how to feed yourself before fucking field rations. Exactly. Come the fuck on. Yeah. You can throw some eggs in a pan and wait for a minute until they're cooked. It's not that hard. It's not. I did it this morning. Yeah. Did you notice Seth's shirt when they got to school though? No. What is he was wearing a CBGB shirt. It was that rock club in New York that was famous. CBGB. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was like, why is he in a CBGB shirt? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that is weird. Um, I also, the fact that he was dipping the baby in, in the, the toilet in like the a bidet. Toilet. I get this is where I had the note. Like, why the fuck are you so prissy? Yeah. Wipe that baby's ass. It's not that hard. Or give the baby a goddamn bath. Like, yeah. Like you literally have the, t it's Some right Some parents to use it. the sink and I'm pretty sure theirs had one of those spray things. Just, you know, hold him upside down over the sink and hose his butt off. Yeah. It's so stupid. It, it should be noted that we do not have small children and aren't intending on yeah, getting I, any I, anytime I have soon. No idea. Like, <laughs> there might be some, and again, you can you can hit us up at uh, suggestions at nonplusspod.com, um, but like, uh, I have no idea how any right. of this stuff works. Um, so if, it, if that is exactly the experience that you had mm -hmm. and you're seeing that experience manifest itself on screen, more power to you, but I did not. So a few <laughs> things about these scenes here. They they were giving big first kid vibes. Yes. You know, the, the security guard watching over the kid at school. And I also have the note here that Mernie is clearly not harmless. Here's where I started to notice that Adam Shankman was working out some trauma and how he was directing Brad Garrett. Yeah. Shankman clearly had a gym coach in mind who was this misogynistic, homophobic, and just outright shitty. Yeah. That he wanted to work through some sort of fictional ringer because Mernie is terrifying. Now, maybe I'm projecting, but uh, good God. It wasn't funny. I, I Honestly, all of it was very It's like when he really said, boys will be boys. Can we talk about how triggering that is? This is 2005, so we got to throw ourselves back a little bit. But at the same time, he is effectively saying... If, they, if a boy sees another boy that is not yeah. the same as them, that it's okay to hurt them. Yeah. Well, you got a real uh, upper torso going on, huh? You ever uh, do any time? Sasquatch. <laughs> you got something to say, boy? No. No? Good. Wow. Looks like you have a pair of legs coming out of your shoulders. You hit the gym a lot, do you? Huh. Woolly mammoth. All right, you know what, Creeper? You just bought yourself an extra 15 minutes on the mats. 
with the Murninator. My stepbrother tried to beat the shit out of me when I was when we were kids, <sighs> and I called the cops, and he ran off, and the cops said to my face, "Boys will be boys." Ooh. Ooh, trauma. I was clearly working through trauma as I watched this film. That's maybe why I could recognize what Adam Shankman was going through. Again, this gym teacher where there's nothing rede- like it wasn't funny. No. There was nothing like redeeming about him that was like. And it does was- feel good when Seth like overcomes him or whatever. But I, that's what I'm saying. I think Adam Shankman was like, I see myself in the Seth character and was yeah. trying to work out some sort of something. The principal gets them home after he goes and chases that bracelet. Yeah. That feels like overstepping. I mean, she's yeah. 16 years old. The oldest of them is 16. I'm sure they could have figured out getting home. Exactly. Also, buses. Buses. not a thing. They should. I mean, they have school buses literally it's to do that. Fucking Bethesda, Maryland. Yeah. Come the fuck on. Also, why is she standing so close to him when she's when he's covered in shit? I should go. Okay. Just call me, you guys, if you need anything. Numbers on the fridge. Are you okay? Oh. Wow. Is there anything I can do? I'm okay. Okay. Can I get you anything? I'm fine. I mean, they're just kids, you know. Call me if you need anything, okay? After you shower or before. It doesn't matter. Okay. I'll see you guys. Yeah, that was weird. And then the whole interaction of like, well, you know, shower or don't shower. Like, is she a dirty bird? And maybe, maybe she's also into that. My opinion, Uh, it's all shitty. But you know what? It's worth it because this is a reason to get to see Vin Diesel topless, but in a towel that goes to his ankle. Oh my God. (laughs) At least show us something like, at least it should have been a shorter towel so we could have seen the gams or whatever. But like, I I get it. Clancy. No, because the reveal is there's some 10 year old girls at the table. (laughs) Oh, fair enough. Guys, be quiet. I told you we had boobs. Lulu, can I see you in the family room? Which it's already inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> it's already inappropriate that he's topless with all these girls at the table. <laughs> this isn't his house. Right. Truly. Navy SEAL. He would have put on he would have put He would have put he would have had his clothes together because he had eighteen hundred white V-neck shirts. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like uh so they go to Costco. Apparently yeah. they make a Costco trip every time Lulu has to sell cookies. I wonder if she's only selling cookies for the duration of the Costco trip. They never really leave with a lot from Costco, which in and of itself is curious. Right. These shitty Boy Scouts. Well, I mean, what they were Grizzly Scouts, I think, but they were all boys and they were Scouts and all of them are shitheads. Yes. (laughs) Every single last one of them is a shithead. And the lead one calls their cookies skanky. Please leave us alone. This is Troop 16 territory. How are we supposed to sell raffle tickets and display streaks of your skanky cookies? Hey, hey! Boo! Skanky? Oh my god. Are you gonna call a cookie a skanky? Are you gonna make this little boy say skanky cookies? But also, we know that Girl Scout cookies are fucking delicious, and I and the fact that they're shitting on them is like, what is happening? I mean, we're also overlooking that. Those kind of kids generally don't do well in scouts. No. They generally get weeded out. I don't remember any dickheads in my scout meetings because we were all just a bunch of fucking nerds. Oh, I do. But I the Mormons are very much about their boy sets, so <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, that's trauma. that's trauma. Uh, trauma. Moving on. Moving uh, on. My next note was the guy with the headgear and Woody Woodchucks is fucking terrifying. Yeah, and I guess he's supposed to be the manager, but also it's such a it's such a stupid trope for something like that. Like it's a it's a thankless job, yeah, and the fact that they're making really making a low common denominator joke. It really it is. really is, especially since there are people who rely on places like this to entertain their children, and then you want to punch down on the people who work there. That and also the fact that like people do have to have recorrect recorrect or recorrective sur- surgeries like that. Yeah. All you're doing is making it okay to make fun of them. Like, what the fuck? Never mind that this whole scene is only here so that he dives into a ball pit uh, after pulling a a half-naked child out of it. Yes, there's an actual ass in this movie. And to find a shitty diaper, but not his pants? Yeah. 
it's so stupid. But also, this never happens anywhere else. He never loses his pants or no. whatever. I didn't even know he had a diaper until like. I just assumed it was the babies the whole time. Also, yeah. why are you just leaving shitty diapers everywhere? Yeah. What is going on? What is going on? They get home and there's the party, right? Yeah. Apparently, it was the boyfriend's idea to throw the party. And he mm-hmm. tells her, don't, play, don't hate the player, hate the game. Bitch, what game? Yeah, I don't know what that what is. What game are you playing where you're trashing your girlfriend's house by inviting all these people over? Yeah. But and also, she's fine with it happening. Cut like, to her on his lap in the couch. Yeah. I also don't have it. Like, okay. Vin Diesel comes in and shuts down the party. Yeah. And then proceeds to convince all of these teenagers to sit and clean the house. He can't even control these five kids, and yet he's going to control an entire house party? Not only that, whoever the baloney ceiling bandit is has made it to this house. That would have been the end for me. If I had walked into my kitchen and seen anybody, friend or no, throwing baloney up on my ceiling, I would have bodied a bitch out the front door. Yeah. B, one of them comes down and smacks on his shirt, and he goes, this is my favorite shirt. To your earlier point, Clancy, Bitch, you just grabbed a stack of the same white fucking shirts. Why is this one the favorite? Yeah, it's a dumb joke because it it doesn't have any weight. But it doesn't read like a joke. Yeah. Because Vin Vin Diesel's delivery is Vin Diesel's delivery, which is fine when applied uh, as directed. (laughs) But I I think that that's I think that's the, the point, though, is that it's like. You're supposed to find it funny because it's all the same shirt that he's wearing. And he doesn't deliver the line like that. No other comedy in this film is elevated and to the point to where you would get that that's a joke. Yeah. We get a uh, a shot of the neighbors. Mr. and Mrs. Chun. Yeah. yeah. He takes a picture of him with his cell phone and then doesn't follow up with that at all. Right. These, I, as I was reading slightly ahead, I was like, uh, the neighbors of the ninjas. Yeah. It's that's what's going to happen. And it's like hashtag racist North Korean spies, but I'm pretty sure neither of those actors is Korean. It just feels so. Also, you had Serbian people at the beginning. Why not just have Serbians again? Because you wanted it to be ninjas and you thought it's got to be Asian people if it's ninjas. And the fact that like they come in with fucking sticks instead of swords or maybe just have telescoping batons, which I want, by the way, to carry on me. They're not always legal. For sure, but also, like, they have guns later on. Yeah. So why don't they come in with guns? I don't know. I don't know. It's so stupid. And then they're in that play tent area area there at the end. Every time this duck shows up, couldn't not think of this 30 Rock reference. Duck! How'd she get booberry? It's not Halloween. (laughs) It's not Halloween. Lulu's eating booberry. It's not Halloween. Yeah, it isn't Halloween. I don't know how that happened. And then, you know, uh, she is a menace driving this van. There's Mm. an accident. Okay, so she wrecked a driver's ed car. The insurance will pay for it. They were parallel parking. The instructor jumped from the car. But it's not about her. It's about the boy. Has he been skipping class again? Skipping class? Yeah, he always skips sixth period, but this is... Uh, all right, Seth! Okay, take off the hat. Okay. Look at that. That's how we showed up for practice today. And that's not all. I was doing a little recon in his locker, and I found this. Okay. Yeah. And she's like caressing a side mirrors in sadness in the principal's office. Yeah. Wh- why would happening? she be holding on? Is she, does she have some trauma? But this is also where we get the plot turn of, oh no, Seth might be a Nazi. Oh, I don't, I don't understand. It was so stupid and so ham fisted. He takes off his thing and his hair is bleached. Bleach blonde. Doesn't mean you're a fucking Nazi to no. begin with. Well, and then they, might. Uh, but then they are <laughs> banned. And then it's just like, what? Really? Are we going? Are we going this hard? But Have we also, had actual boobs and then now Nazis yes. again? Also, poop jokes. It's it's the the nonplussed trifecta. Like boobs, we, Nazis, and poop jokes. Supposedly, we're supposed to love this movie, and I'm. Cool. Here's the thing: Why didn't he speak up there and say, "I'm in a production of The Sound of Music"? Because there, it's supposed to be gradual, and yeah. you're supposed to think at this point that this is he's a Nazi, and that's why he's been missing wrestling. Again, if it's a comedy, I uh, you got you got to do Inglorious Bastards. You got to do the producers to be able to be funny with Nazis. Yeah, it's pretty difficult. And like again, I wh- why did it have to be that? It could have been anything. 
It could have been something different, but it had to be the fucking sound of music. Yeah. Well, and my note was, is this little boy gay? Is he out turning tricks? Wait, is he a theater kid? Yes, he's a theater kid. Yeah. And then Diesel takes a little girl's bike to follow him because that was the only appropriate vehicle, I guess. And I just found this kind of funny. When they're cleaning the house, they find that uh, ghost CD, the ghost CD or yes. DVD or whatever. And they and they put it in. And of course, it's. Patrick Swayze's ghost. The scene in the bank where uh, Whoopi Goldberg is giving the code. And I thought, why are they showing us? Is that going to be the. No, no, it never comes. It's another fucking red. It's another thing that goes absolutely nowhere. My thought was this isn't an official copy of ghost. Right. Like, why didn't they just have the actual DVD of ghost and then being like, oh, maybe it's in here. Right. Or whatever. No. They ripped the movie in a Disney movie at the height of piracy. Oh, you know there was a little pre-roll before this film in theaters that was like, you wouldn't download a car. Yes, I would, and I'd 3D print it. Thank you. Um, Here's the thing. I've been in at least a, a production that I can count where I have had to portray a Nazi. It was in high school. It was a Holocaust play. You wouldn't just wear your Nazi armband with your regular clothes while you're no. out having a cigarette in the alley. Or even then, if it was in your locker, you wouldn't do that. No. You wouldn't. Why would you have taken that to school? And honestly, the production, because they had they had a, a, costume, a, a rack. costume rack. Why isn't it, it still have stayed the, there? It doesn't make any sense. Scott Thompson, yeah. I love. He's great as the director here. Mm -hmm. I'm really sorry. Get it right. No, you won't, Seth. You and your mother over here can't get it right. And I know this because I am a professional. I directed Showboat with Greg Brady. It wasn't Union, but it was good. Obviously, I quit. Exeunt, stage right. He's the only one who understands the movie he's in. Mm -hmm. Nobody else gets it. Yeah. Not even the director. <laughs> Falling through the rock. Falls <laughs> through the rock and that's his great exit. Thank you. Goodbye, Scott Thompson. Please collect your paycheck. Yeah. And then a Navy SEAL goes, I'll direct this show. What? Also, <sighs> community theater flashbacks because that Liesl is easily twice Seth's age. Mm. And I was in a community theater production of the best little whorehouse in Texas when mm -hmm. I was 15, 16. And um, when I was an Aggie, Coming to the whorehouse, the um, sex worker I ended up with was the AV teacher at a rival school. Oh, wow. <laughs> Mrs. Stoker. Oh, my God. It's also, it's it's really funny to me how the the glorification of American military in this. And, again, mm -hmm. you know, just now it seems a bit tone deaf and gross. Sure. But, I mean, this was this was in the middle of, like, you know, Bush era. So so these yeah. things were, were thrums of mainstream entertainment because we got to, you know, we got to keep that mild degree of patriotism up while we're spending a lot of money on a questionable war. Um, but as he's describing his experience, company center stage. Now, do you or do you not have what it takes to perform this musical? We don't have a director. I've directed rescue missions all around the world. I've directed numerous snatch and grabs from countries whose names you are not allowed to know. How many of these middle-aged theater women thought, did he just say he's going to grab my snatch? <clears throat> That's all I have for this section. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. As Seth quits the wrestling team, Shane challenges Mernie to a wrestling match in front of the entire school, which he easily wins despite Mernie's show of bluster. The Firefly Girl Scouts use the skills Shane taught them to fight and tie up the rival Boy Scouts. Zoe and Shane share stories of their fathers, both of whom died in similar circumstances, and both hug. They are interrupted by a phone call from Julie, who has figured out the password. My angel retrieved a two-prong key from the box and is on her way home. The kids immediately plan a welcome home party. That evening, Shane discovers a secret vault underneath the garage, which requires the key Julie just acquired. When Bill and Julie arrive home, he and Shane go to the garage where Shane says he is rethinking his career. The two ninjas from before arrive and pull off their masks, revealing themselves to be the next door neighbors, the Chuns. Suddenly, Bill overpowers Shane and knocks him out, revealing himself to be a double agent. Mr. Chun secures the children while Bill and Mrs. Chun take Julie down to the vault. They open the door, but a dangerous security system prevents them from proceeding. 
She's a menace behind the wheel. Zoe is a menace. She is. Behind the wheel. And again, Lulu. Zoe Plummer. Zoe, what are you doing? What are you doing? Slow down. Yeah, I got it. I think it went well. This little girl, she's got <laughs> she's got a bright future. I wonder what she's doing these days. Yeah. I like her. The 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 fight, the this like after school fight with the with the wrestling coach. Yeah. And the entire school shows up for some reason. And like I mean, there's you no see... other faculty that's a part. Like they've also got banners and things to like cheer people. One on. of those banners says me next. And I really hope they were talking about Vin Diesel and not <laughs> Coach Murray. Oh my gosh. But again, it was just, it, it just feels gross. And yeah. it just feel like it wasn't that. But like during Vin, that. Vin Diesel didn't look like he was having fun. No. But during the challenge part. How'd that feel? It was good. I've seen some kind of video with two people who look just like that saying those exact same things in a completely different context. Not in front of my salad. Murney, <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh, in the middle of this wrestling, he's like, Want to play prison rules, Frogman? Want to play prison rules? You got it. I'll be your daddy. Again, this character is being filled with some sort of uh, expression of trauma for yeah. wh whoever treated Adam Shankman this way. Because then, to your point, the big muscly guy beats up the bully and humiliates him uh, by sticking his hand in his mouth. Like, it's Ugh. it's vaguely uh, sexual sadistic. Like, it's... Uh, but, uh, but to that point, that's when Vin Diesel says the name of the movie. Now you've unlocked the beast. From this position, it's relatively easy to manipulate your opponent. And thus, we have the chicken wing. The armbar. The crowbar. Or my personal favorite. The pacifier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gives him the pacifier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We also then get a montage of Shane becoming very adept at dealing, at handling these, all these children. There's a part where he's changing the fucking diaper and you see the fucking baby penis. It's like, why? Why? Why couldn't you have framed that differently? It's not necessary. Also him teaching the, the Firefly Scouts Taekwondo. That was, I, honestly, that was a gag. And I liked that. I did that too. was fun. But like, that's. That, all, all over the uh, course of the week. All he, he's now again, comfortable with diapers. The moment that you become like you, you start to critically think about the, the timetable here. Mm -hmm. He has turned from being the worst person at dealing with a family to the best person of yeah. dealing with a family. All this change everyone, over the course of a week. Yeah. And it's like, that. that's not how that works. No, it's not how that works. And then little Peter. Good night, daddy. Jump quick. Like there ain't no floor. Hold your breath. Jump to the left. And that's the Peter. I swear that's the Peter. That's the Peter Panda dance. Again. Again? <laughs> You're going to sleep. Good night, Peter Panda. Good night, Daddy. A, same. Ooh. Ooh, B, that's <laughs> the first time you've said anything this whole movie. I after, know. After hanging your ass out. Ugh. I, I don't know. Yeah, but, you know, same. But all these kids, we're back at the Costco because we've got to resolve this subplot, right? Yeah. All these kids are fucking dicks and they deserve what's coming to him. That this fight is underscored with I got the power fucking sent me. Funniest thing in this whole movie. <laughs> when Lulu does that little stance, it's like, I got the power. Yeah. Just amazing. Oh the best God. thing in the whole film. 
And then the note that I had was, yeah, eat it, shithead. <laughs> oh, fuck that little kid. Oh, yeah. And again, it's these bright points that are underscored by the main plot that is just... They're, just they're not, not doing fun. anything new with the trope at all. And Especially because these kids' dad just died two months ago. Yes. And you know, not- Zoe's on the balcony expressing this trauma. And rather than getting to the point at the end, which is the right point, which is you're putting too much on yourself. Yeah. He comes to her with, my dad died too. You know, when I was little, my mom left. My dad was a spec op soldier like me. When I was eight, he shipped me off to military school. He liked being a soldier more than he liked being a dad. One day I get a letter. No more dad. That's, look, from someone who's who's been there, don't lead with, I have also experienced loss. That's not what that person needs. You know no, that. Because they're, they're going through an entirely different experience that you yeah. have. They're not focusing on the right trauma. And I trauma had a note here. Film. I was like, you know, I maybe Howard's not dead. Maybe, maybe he got captured or something like that. And because mm. we didn't see him die, we only got to see Vin Diesel get shot. Right. Um, but also this is a Disney movie and I understand that they're probably not going to show someone dying, but at no. the same time, it's just one of those things where it's like, that would have been more interesting and a better turn if that's where things were. Yeah. But like, no, but instead we get this welcome we home get party the- with this yeah. child's choir singing. Oh, I for a hot second thought they had the entire company in that house just practicing. And I was like, that's really weird. And then when I found out it was just a recording and it's like, why? What, and why that version? Why? But, but also why just in general, would you have that playing coming in? Like, what are you because trying the to studio already paid royalties for sound of music music. Ugh. So they're going to go ahead and use it. So stupid. And yeah, the last note that I had here is, was how racist is it that the neighbors are ninjas? <laughs> That yes, absolutely yeah. Because guess what? There's no North Korean ninjas. No, insanely racist. Yes. Why? I don't know. Ah, so know. stupid. Again, they could have been Serbians. Shall we wrap this up? Let's hey, well, yeah. Let's get out of here. The children take down Mr. Chun and wake Shane, who sends them to get help while he goes to the vault to help Julie. Mr. Chun follows them in Bill's car with Zoe at the wheel. The kids force him to crash. Shane gets past the security system using. The dance Howard had used to lull Peter to sleep each night. Julie knocks out Mrs. Chun and Shane's voice activates the final vault, opening the door, which knocks Bill unconscious. By then, the children have lured a large crowd of police to the house. Mr. Chun arrives and holds them all at gunpoint. Shane notices the school principal and his love interest, Claire Fletcher, who also happens to be a fellow retired Navy officer, right behind him. Having followed the chase when she saw it pass by the school, Shane distracts Mr. Chun with the help of the family pet duck Gary and Claire knocks him unconscious. Bill and the Chuns are arrested and Shane and the plumber say their goodbyes. At Seth's performance, it is revealed that Shane has retired from the Navy and joined the school staff as the new wrestling coach. Mernie, dressed as a nun, also performs in the play, singing Climb Every Mountain off key and Claire and Shane kiss backstage. We have another shitty diaper, this time on the windshield. Yeah. Gross. Gross. Do Mr. Chun's brakes not work? I don't think so. I, like, what's, what's happening with this chase? Yeah. Then as the van does drive by the school, the note that I had was that is very clearly not Brittany Snow driving that van. <laughs> yeah, they've they've got uh yeah. It that was... woman looks just as old as the woman playing Liesel. Yes. Oh no. <laughs> oh my gosh. But the get smart style vault entrance with all this dangerous shit. Yeah. Did you bring the stethoscope, Mrs. Chuck? No. But I've got some C4. just had my eyebrows done. This is just under a house in a Maryland neighborhood. But also, were you not paying attention, girl? Right. You would have seen at least the concrete getting ordered and all these things getting done. How how are you not aware that this exactly. existed? Exactly. <laughs> this is where I had. Finally, Chekhov's duck fires. Oh, right. Yes. Because <laughs> in the final act, 
Shane gets Gary the duck to bite Mr. Chun in the dick as one of the Gilmore girls jumps out of the bushes and knocks and, him and out. And literally Shane, or Vin Diesel's character, yeah. whispers to the duck, bite him in the balls. Yeah. Okay, duck whisperer, step away. Gary, now! All this duck nonsense for this. The, uh, and this the duck couldn't even. Duck. You couldn't even just let this duck do it. You no. You couldn't let this duck walk on its own. You had to walk this fucking duck. You had to walk this fucking duck. Duck walk. You better be. And again, we get the the reprise of the Peter Panda dance song for yep. this. Uh, again, like I get smart, like it's just goofy. Yeah. Don't make a move. In the groove. Do the Peter Panda dance. Hop three times like a kangaroo. Side step twice, step like the crap. Do three steps forward, one step back. Quick like a turtle, lie on your back. Roll like a log till you can't no more. Better jump quick like there ain't no floor. It's goofy, especially for a movie that starts off so realistically. This was just nonsense, like literally a pit of acid. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> a pit of acid. Yes. Flamethrowers, the big drills and shit. Like what? Why? Like why? It turns into like fucking Indiana Jones stunt stunt spectacular. Mm, it's nonsense. It is. Also, what's nonsense is this love interest between him and the and the principal that just kind of really comes out of nowhere. Right. They've barely they barely know each other. And and one of those times he was covered in shit. Yeah. Mind you, if I ever had a chance to fuck Vin Diesel, I'm gonna fuck Vin Diesel. I mean, that's what Lulu's line. <laughs> Here where she says, I don't want you to ever forget about me. Mission accomplished, soldier. I suppose it is. I guess you'll be leaving us now. I guess so. I want you to have this. Because I don't want you ever to forget me. I will never forget you. It's because when she graduates college, she's coming hunting for him. Yeah. <laughs> she wants to know what it feels like. We end this fucking movie on a musical. And Seth still can't fucking sing. No, he can't. Eager young lads yes. and broways and cats will offer you food and wine. Looks like you have a hit on your hands. You think so? Mm -hmm. Maybe you should take over the drama department instead of the wrestling team. <laughs> it's just, it's just <laughs> awful. I know and it's the community that the, theater, but damn. And the fact that like the fucking VP, the vice principal comes back and is playing the nun for some reason who has apparently lost his job. Yeah. And, but and he's still. community theater don't pay. Yeah. I don't understand. This is the worst production of Sound of Music ever. It really is. And honestly, my last note here is just, this movie was dumb. My last <laughs> note was, Why? <laughs> Just stupid. And that was the pacifier. It, it was something. We're going to get to some things that aren't much of a surprise, but you know what is a surprise? That this movie made a considerable amount of money. It was made for $56 million and yeah. it made almost $200 million. I'm made surprised it didn't get a sequel, but I do have a theory. Sure. They spent a lot of fucking money on marketing for this. Yeah. I know that that $56 million is how much they was to make the movie, but yeah. that's not their marketing budget. Their marketing yeah. budget was probably $150 million, so it probably uh, yeah. just broke even, and they decided not to do it again. That's fair. Especially because it got a 21%. Now, I want to read, like, we're going to read the, the crit yeah, 21% critic score. Once we get through these critical uh, uh, notes, I've got um, a point to make. <laughs> yes. First off was Nathan Rabin from the AB AV club. At one point, Diesel literally wades into a rancid sewer and emerges covered in feces, an image that sadly doubles as a metaphor for his career. Oh my gosh. Peter Travers from the Rolling Stone. He says there is no pleasure guilty or otherwise to be found in the pacifier. And Richard Roper from Ebert and Roper. It's so awful. This reminds me every once in a while on television, they'll show a failed sitcom pilots that never got picked up by the networks. And this has the feel of something like that. 
I agree, Mr. Roper. Same. Oh. Now, all of these, and there were some others, maybe not Travers, but there were some others on Rotten Tomatoes that would imply that the critics believed that this would somehow end Vin Diesel's career. <laughs> Surprise, it didn't. Honey, sweetie, 18 years later, he's got so many franchise movies, he's going to be shitting gold bricks for ages. Yeah. Sorry, Nathan Rabin. The viewer score was a little bit higher yeah. at 58%, which is a, it's a little concerning. Like Maybe there's some rose-colored glasses is it going the, on. The, I don't know. Again, they made this movie because they knew people would buy tickets. Fair enough. And again, it, the marketing made this movie seem like it is something different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we got four stars. It is predictable and a little too childish at time, but the pacifier is still a very entertaining and funny film that anyone can enjoy. That's a lie. That's a, a bald face lie. Five stars. <laughs> I don't know what people are talking about. This movie was pretty funny. Girl, guy, I don't know who person. <laughs> no, there were no names not, on any of these. Yeah, it's nonsense. Look at that last one. Though. In 2012, uh, with a half star. Yeah. How dumb can a movie really get? Watch this one and find out. (laughs) (laughs) I also liked the movies that maybe we start doing this with everything. The movies that Rotten Tomatoes suggested that I would like if I liked this one. Yes, yes, yes. And they include Big Mama's House 2. 2. Mr. Deeds. Are We There Yet? Yep. RV. Oh, no. And Daddy Daycare. Oh. I mean... Yeah, if you like these kinds of comedies, guess what? If you like these kind of comedies where it's just, it's a fucking like, yeah, white men or not, or men in general can't, because clearly daddy yeah. daycare and are we there yet? Men in general can't take care of their kids. Look who's talking. Three men and a baby. Um, uh, Mr. Mister Nanny? Mister No, Mr. Mom. Kindergarten cop. It's all like. I, I hope that there, I mean, are there. Are there movies that don't have that same trope that like are it, comedies, but, but. The dad is actually like proficient. I can't. All the ones I just named are about the dad going on that journey to become proficient. But is there, I, again, I don't know. I, I don't know. I am Sam. Maybe. Actually, you know what? <laughs> the, the movie is easy. A, but anyways, uh, yeah. <laughs> where you have actually proficient parents that are, are allowing their child to experience their own experiences mm-hmm. and grow. Mm, yeah it's a good movie by the way not on the platform yeah um no no awards awards, uh (laughs) and i didn't care enough about trivia because this this film was there were there were even there were even uh deleted deleted scenes scenes on it and one was a wrestling scene that was cut out and so we're like "Mm, let's go into that and see what that's about it was fucking nonsense and stupid just more homophobic coach yelling at boys and singlets like Mm. somebody's working out some trivia Somebody like it's just so uh, stupid. It, Anyways, I I mean, hey Josh, hey yeah, did you enjoy this movie? I, no, and I can't recommend it. <laughs> no, not not one bit. I'm so glad that individuals from this film continued to have careers. Absolutely, because I they very easily could not have to some of these critics' points. But Brittany Snow's still killing it. I loved her in Hairspray. Yeah, which she worked with Adam Shankman again. Mm-hmm. Um. But, but no, this is wow. No, Mm-mm. I I really don't understand. Do we poop jokes? I don't understand what went wrong with this movie. Like there, at, at, at some point, like Tom Lennon's not a bad writer. No, what happened? Uh, what? Ha- I mean, mind you, there are it, it, and it, again, there's not like there's a bunch of writers, and the two writers know each other. Yeah, like w- why? They're two thirds of the start of Reno nine one one. Yeah, how did this happen? How did how did we get here? Why are we here? Um, to make fun of shit like this. Uh, yeah. Fancy, where can they find us on social media? They can find us at NonplusPod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, but fuck Twitter. Uh, and as Clancy said earlier, you can email us at submissions at nonplusPod.com yep. if you want to throw in your two cents, suggest something that we should watch, if, uh, or if just reach out with a off, love note. Yeah, if we're completely off base here, like, please let us know. If there are any pacifier evangelists <laughs> among our <laughs> listenership, by all means, send us an email. I want, no, because I Because we're going to get in touch to figure out exactly what's wrong yes, with you. I will, well, I, I will literally have you on the show. <laughs> like, I'll literally bring you on to be like, hey, ex- explain yourself. Explain yourself. <laughs> please. Uh, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your podcasting platform of preference. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's really all I got. So that over there is my husband, Clancy. And over there is my beautiful and and loving husband, Josh. 
And this has been Nonplus. Hey now, this was Nonplus. This movie sucked. Go play. I tried to do the Smash Mouth. Go thing play again. somewhere go else. Play. Because you're gonna go not... play Breath of the Wild because we're excited about Zelda. Oh my god! I'm the gonna new go trailer. play Baldur's Gate because I miss playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. We got shit to do, so let's go do it. We we do. Bye. Bye. Um, I'm going to put a marker in. Why does it look orange? I don't know what you're talking about. The lines. The sound, the audio, the little squiggles. Yeah, Is it just probably, me? Yeah, it's probably, you're probably just off center. Oh, that's weird. All right. Yeah. Sorry, it was creeping me out. It's fine. <laughs> I thought I was having a stroke. <laughs> like, oh. Maybe. Why, why is white orange? Oh no, blue is lemon. <laughs> Don't you hate it when blue is lemon? <laughs> We've got Laura Graham as Lauren Granton. <laughs> Shane and his team successfully get Plumber off an anime boat. That's weird. Off of an anime boat. <laughs> oh, hold on. Oh, my hip. Oh, I think I just pulled something. Oh my gosh. How, Clancy, how do I know I'm old? How do you know you're old? I hurt my hip coughing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Lulu's got that craving in her eyes. No, she's no, gonna get no, that no. bit so when she's of age uh, and consents fully. Gross. <laughs> gross. Don't forget to check out Tavor on iOS and Android for your 100% independent resource for tasty and tantalizing craft brews. Just search Tavor, that's T-A-V-O-U-R, in your App Store search to get $10 off your first order of $25 or more. Cheers! Bye! Bye.